Welcome to WROL Broadcast. I am Hate Mail. With me today we have 2DTron. And the long lost Bizarro. Goodbye, everybody. I haven't seen you around in a little while. I haven't even seen you in chats in a little bit. Yeah, I've been dealing with all kind of personal stuff. It's like uh, you watch those old cartoons where the dam has one hole come in and the character puts a finger in and then another hole opens up and you put another <laughs> finger in and so on until all their fingers and toes. And that That's me right now. <laughs> that's unfortunate. Speaking of plugging holes to Detron, <laughs> we are talking about Indigo and you... Uh, your 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 big time retirement episode that we had you on most recently led you to RB five shards for Indigo. Is that correct? Um. Okay. Yes. Let's address that. <laughs> um. <laughs> so I said that right before the kits dropped for Indigo. I looked at it and I was like, eh, she looks kind of meh. And then somehow I like later on had this like epiphany that I was like, holy crap, her kit actually is like the missing link. That I've needed for my Rachel Ghoul team to be, you know, a decent. Um, she's like a support character. She makes my slow team somewhat faster, and that's really all I was looking for. Um, and she has some good utility too, so I'm very happy with uh, her kit. On that note, I actually didn't like her. Tested her on a bunch of teams. I wasn't getting anywhere with her, and I was like, well, you know, I've probably only tried Tutitron's team maybe once in my life, so. Let me just see how she goes on that. And I could not believe how good that team was. I was shocked taking on Lex teams and actually beating them pretty easily. Yeah, you just have to like think about it a little bit. Like It's not going to be a fast match. Like uh, You're bringing your Arcus or anything and just killing everybody. But it's fun, it's enjoyable, and it works. So I love it. I couldn't find a lot of other teams that she works on. But um, that team, she definitely seems to... That that does seem to fill that void. She does, she does work, and I think maybe some other there's some other teams to be had with her that I haven't really experimented enough with her yet. Bizarro, have you? Uh, what do you think of Indigo? Have you been messing around with her at all? And I do see you're on mute. Sorry about that. <clears throat> I have messed with her a little bit, and. You know, I've been staring at her kit in preparation for the podcast, and I, I, you know, I don't know what to think when I use her because sometimes I think, you know, you can have a character like with Wonder Girl where they do so many things, but they do them well, and then you can have a character who does one thing, but they do that one thing very well. And I can't figure out if she really matches either of those categories or if she's more like a Bizarro where she does a whole lot of things, but they don't really match together and it's not a good kit. And I, I tend to actually lean toward that third one. Um, and, and I can tell you some of the, the things that are always pauses for concern for me, which is I am if any move is below 100% because of my RNG, I'm always suspect of a move below 100%. So two of her moves, I think, cap out at 75%. And even when I've been using Azrael, who caps out at 75% at some things, a lot of time it's not proccing for me. And so I'm always a little hesitant when it's not a guarantee. That's fair. Um, whatchamacallit. I wouldn't 
get, compare her to Bizarro, I would put, compare her to Ocean Master, who um, has a kit that you know not everybody loves, um, and but it's still like good at what he does, even though it's like exceedingly niche, right? Like it's he would fit really well on like a shield team. Um, he fits really well with Penguin, but that's you know kind of about it. So like if you form the team. And, uh, around that niche, then they're going to excel. But any other time, they're probably not going to be crazy good. What was the team that you, I, I was? I had muted myself so you didn't hear me ask the question. But what was the team that you and uh, Hate were dis- discussing that works so well? Um, it's Rachel Ghoul lead, and then it is Hush, Indigo, and either Chemo or Grundy. Um, Chemo works a little bit better right now just because mine is higher rebirth and can slow down the enemy pretty well um, mm. and bring them back down to like my team's speed level. Um, but the call assist on Grundy is just as good too. I actually like Chemo better. Why experimented with both of them? Because you get more debuffs for the enemy. And Chemo just seems to be... I don't know. I think Chemo's a better character overall. But... But yeah, I can see both of them working. And we probably should have mentioned that to the audience. Yeah. I have no idea who that team is, so thanks for asking, Bizarro. Yeah, um, no problem. I, I do think I asked she's... earlier, but you couldn't hear me. Why couldn't you hear me? <laughs> um, I do think she's better than like a Bizarro character. And she's probably, I would even, maybe, yeah, Ocean Master is probably a good comparison. Maybe even slightly better than Ocean Master. Um on the teams that I think she excels on, which are those heavy debuff teams. But that, uh, she does, I don't know, I hate, I thought she was terrible when I first started using her, and now, I mean, mine's only L3, and she's, she's not bad. She's not a terrible character. I mean, she's probably a low B-tier character. I agree. Yeah, I'd say that too. Maybe even a C. Kind of, kind of right in the, right in that niche, where they're not trash, but they're, you're probably not going to see them out there too much. Which is your favorite kind of characters, Tootie. You're right. It's exactly my favorite kind of character. Um, like, but she has all this great utility, too. Like, sure, you can either open with her three, which purges off a bunch of buffs. So, like, versus Hal Jordan, that's no longer a threat for me. Um, versus, like, any uh, turn zero taunter that isn't Harley Quinn or Eclipso, that's good for me. Um, or if you wanted to like boost your team up right away instead, uh, play the defensive game, you could shield everybody, mend everybody, give somebody some turn meter, because it, I just did a 2D tune on her, I released it last night, and um, I misread her second ability. I thought it was um, give 25% turn meter to everyone on your team, but it turns out it's only to the target of the damage immunity that you're giving. So that kind of disappointed me a little bit, just because of the fact that... Um, the damage immunity falls off as soon as that character that you gave it to gets a turn. Um, so it's almost like why give that person a damage immunity, but I just kind of decided to ignore the damage immunity um, and just kind of be like, okay, I'm giving my team shields and men's, and I'm going to try and make sure that this guy on my team gets the next turn. So that's how I think about that. She's a character that I think if you just... If you don't understand her kit and you just run her into battle, she's going to perform very poorly, which is how I usually play. So <laughs> she started out. I mean, I just like to, I will just kind of ignore their kit and then just run in and just play with them for a little while. And then I'll go back and read it. And she's one of those advanced level, you got to know what you're doing, got to know when to use certain abilities. 
and then I think she'll perform better. And I do think that her purging four buffs from the targets is an underrated ability that I think a lot of people are overlooking. That's, I mean, that's a lot of buffs. It is. It helps me against Azrael, too, because it gets rid of his true sight right away. Yeah. But my team is, is a pretty slow team, so she's actually the first one to go, despite the fact that she's only at 113 speed. Um, yeah, that was the other thing that was kind of underwhelming to me. Like, when you look at her stats, everything seems like it's around the median. You know, nothing is particularly high, nothing is particularly low. And so it's just kind of underwhelming in that regard. Yeah, you definitely don't bring her for damage. I mean, she's she does pretty mediocre damage. And she's not the tankiest character. She's I mean, she's not super squishy, but she's not going to you got to protect her a little bit or she's I mean, she granted she can protect herself, but she does does a lot of different things, so you kind of got to that's that's her advantages. She she works on buffs, debuffs, and she can do the purging. She can do the slowing, speed ups. She she's got a lot of stuff in her kit, and her one is still bugged. Part transferring the two debuffs, correct, Tootie? Correct. Yes, they did fix the call assist pretty quickly, though, which I am very happy about. I talked to Joker about it. They said that um, the that bug is still on their list, and that there are more updates planned to come out soon. Now the seventy five percent chance to. Is that call assist part of that 75% chance? Yes. Yep. Okay. So I didn't always see it happen, so I thought maybe it was bugged. Because like Bizarro, my RNG is very poor at times. If so. you see the strength downs get applied passively, then the call assist should also proc. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So let's talk legendary orders. I know you originally said you were torn between the two and the four. I think, personally, I think the four is hands down the first one. Do you guys uh, agree, disagree? I do agree. That call assist is kind of her meat and potatoes. Yes, very much so. It definitely allows like slower characters like Doomsday or Hush or, or even Raish to like benefit from their basic a lot better. And do you agree with that, Bizarro? I am pulling mine up now to make sure I'm remembering them right in my head. And that's her call assist on her passive. Um, the two is the 25% yes, shield to everyone. that was the first one I took. That was the first one I took. And then I think we... I think most people agree that the two 25% shield to all allies should be the next one. And I kind of feel like that's... if. If you're looking at your, what would be the ideal legendary rank, L2 would probably be it. Do you guys agree with that? Or? Um, maybe. So I, I would agree that those are the, definitely the two like minimums. Um, but I think that 5 is also a really, really beneficial one just because I know it's a little niche, more niche because not every team is a debuff team. Um, but the extra turn meter is pretty crucial, or not crucial, but it's it's clutch. It comes in clutch. Now, originally you had her three as her legendary. Would you move the five up for the turn meter now? Yes, I would absolutely agree with that because I think the three. I, I personally would do her three last um, once the bug is really? fixed because the three, her three now doesn't do a lot of damage even with twenty percent. I guess. Um... 
Yeah, because <clears throat> I'm surprised that you would take the 25% shield so early, because that's actually the one, If I, I usually only take my characters to Legendary 4, and that's the one I actually plan to leave off. The because, shield? Yeah, because 1 and 3 work together, where she's transferring debuffs, and then once she transfers those debuffs, she'll do extra damage on 3. And so I saw them working hand-in-hand. But I do agree that 5 should be one of the priorities. I see your point, but the her damage just isn't there. She's like... like um, and not only that, but when you, when you start a PvP fight, you don't... like uh, it, That's kind of situational, because whether or not you have a debuff on you, or mm. um, whatchamacallit... Her basic already does apply two strength downs as it is, so you don't need the transfer to get the three to That's proc. true. That's true. That's and a 20, good point. And 20% of minimal damage is only 20% more um, right. on minimal damage. Yeah, I was going to joke and say, well, she's not doing a lot of damage because you guys didn't take that 20%. <laughs> I actually took it um, that, because early on I didn't know what to take, and one and four were bugged, and I had already taken four, so I was like, oh, I'll take the three and see what it does. I don't I can't even tell the difference, to be honest with you. Right. I just use it for the purge, honestly. Yeah, and that's a, most matches. I either open with her two to get the shield. I mean, 25% shield is nothing to sleep on. That's a lot of shield. Yeah. Um, Especially for the entire team. And, well, I, and I think the, the point about the strength downs is a really good one. I don't know why that didn't occur to me, because you're already getting the debuffs there, so you don't really need to transfer them. I guess I was thinking about Ultraman and sort of the way Ultraman works with uh, debuffs and transferring debuffs. Right. Which I do think that's useful, but I, I think I'd probably take that fourth. Um, if you had to leave one off, the damage, even though typically, I mean, I know where you're coming from. I, I took it early, too, just because I thought, hey, that's probably the better move, but because her damage is so low, it's, yeah. it's not great. Yeah, then I would shift it. From what but, I previously thought, but I do. I like 2D. I open the matches a lot, especially if you're facing Hal Jordan or people you want to remove buffs. You just open with her three, and then um, what you call it. So I do disagree with you a little bit. I would take the three before the one, just because um, only transferring two debuffs isn't a whole lot. Um, there's the current meta doesn't really have a lot of debuffs in like at the moment anyway. And um, when she crits, which, you know, is off, obviously like one in four chance, but um, if it does happen, she can actually deal some significant damage and the 20% adds to that. So um, I also currently the one is bugged and I know Joker said that there is an imminent like fix on the in the works, but I mean, my hush bug still isn't fixed. And, you know, I don't I, I can't really exactly just trust that right right off the bat. So. Um, until that bug is fixed, I would just take the one last because it currently doesn't do anything. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Now that I've shifted my thinking about the debuffs, I, I agree with that. Okay, maybe you're right. Maybe I will update her on my sheet and put one last, at least until it's fixed and people can play around with it. But you're right. I mean, you can't transfer a stun because she's stunned. So you're, I mean, the only really like significant buff that you may want to transfer would be doom but you're right. gonna, you're just gonna purge it off anyway with one of her many debuff purging moves so 
um, whatchamacallit, the, the cool thing, though, about her fifth ability is that if she is stunned and she has, like, a couple other debuffs, then there's a good chance she could purge that stun off and still be able to do her turn along with anyone else on your team because it's a team-wide ability. Oh, yeah, that's a good good point. So what, um, other than your Roz-type team, is there any other teams you think she would excel on? I think that the synergy with Hawkman is awesome because I, I showed, I don't know if you watched my 2D tune on her yet, but Not yet. Um, the if she gets hit, then she passively puts strength downs on the enemy that hit her, and then she calls an assist on that person as well. So if she calls Hawkman to assist, then it's a guaranteed stun right off the bat. And I did test it in my 2D tune. It worked brilliantly. Um, I, I think that combo is phenomenal. And uh, like Doomsday can ramp better. She works, in my opinion, best with the slower characters. Or, or just generally people who have a really good basic and you want to amplify the usage of that basic. Um, she works pretty well with them too. So you ramp know who I like her with? Azriel. No, don't say it. God damn it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm actually starting to hate him too. I just it, when you see him on a team, he is the hands down scariest character to face. Yep. I, I saw that coming a mile away, but that's all right. Um I fought that battle and I lost it, so I guess <laughs> that's where we're at. And it becomes so obvious when you're running your own Azrael against another and yeah. how much the other one dominates versus your own. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I can't remember what podcast I think I was listening to, um, Costly and Joshua's. And for those of you out there, um, of the many podcasts that are floating around these days, um, Joshua's, who does streaming all the time, and Costly, who's a fellow Alliance mate, they do a podcast called Crime Alley. What the hell is it? Crime Alley something. What is it called? 2D? Crime Alley Cast or something yeah, like that? <laughs> I apologize. But I finally got a, I finally had time to listen to them all. They do a really good cast. They It's partially a little bit about DC Legends, but it's also more about um, DC Comics. So they go heavy into that, which is good because I'm like eight years behind on comic books and I'll never, ever catch up at this point. So I'd rather just hear their takes on the stories at this point. So. Um, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, I just I can't I can't make the time. Bizarro, do you read? Uh, do you still read? I tried. You, if you remember, I did a few videos, like the one with Owlman, where I yeah. tried to include some of the lore and stuff. But like you, I you know I don't have a lot of time to keep up with it. And uh, I mean, the stories are great. And and I will say, like I was really enjoying reading New Fifty Two, and I wasn't a big fan of the change to uh, Rebirth. Uh, it, I, I really like how sharp and edgy that the new 52 was. And then they kind of went back to a little bit of campy, you know, take your vitamins and, uh, do your homework and all that kind of stuff. And it's just not as tempting to read for me. It's so funny. Everybody hated it. Like, so it's, people are so split. People either loved or hated new 52. Yep. Well, I have no allegiance to the old lore and I can understand why if somebody has an allegiance to that old stuff that they'd be upset. But to me, it's just like a lot of weight that's being carried around that prevents exploration of some of the best stories. I mean, Forever Evil was a phenomenal story to me. Um, and even the story leading up to that, uh, dealing with Pandora's box was phenomenal. I think it was called Trinity Wars. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I just kind of lost interest there. Read most of the fifty new fifty two stuff, and then just kind of fizzled out. I enjoy it. I just never have the time. I don't. I don't have time for anything ever. So, <laughs> and I have to prioritize. I, as Tootie knows, and now that he's slowed down a little bit, is uh, I'm getting a echo on you, Tootie. Oh, my bad. Um, doing these podcasts and all the editing and everything that's involved takes a lot of time. It takes so much time, and it's disgusting, yeah. and it's expensive, and like I love it, and I hate it, and it's a love-hate <laughs> relationship. Yeah, so, I can relate. So you're not doing your episodes anymore, are you, Bizarro? You're I taking haven't a little done break? one in a long time. I, I, you know, the theme of my show was always more like educational, cover topics to teach people how to you know, sharpen their skills a little bit. And I just haven't found anything that really grabbed me that I wanted to do. I was really proud of the raid video we did. Uh, and, you know, we got a lot of positive feedback on that, that it helped a lot of people. But I just haven't found any topics that I thought, oh, here's something I really want to do. And I feel bad because I do still have one patron. <laughs> and I don't know <laughs> what they're paying for at this point. And, but, you know, it creates an additional level of pressure, you know, when you're, essentially getting paid to do it and you know it's it's not a lot but you you want to give to the people who are donating to the channel and if i'm not producing anything i tell them i said please don't keep giving me anything because uh there's you know nothing to be giving for but hopefully you know a topic will occur to me or something and then i can keep to trying to help people sharpen their skills to play better yeah, yeah when i announced my end or not an end but semi-retirement uh i also disabled my patreon because i didn't want to feel like i was obligated to anyone well if i didn't even if anybody, i didn't know you can do that i'll do that if anybody listening with donating to tutu trying wants to move over feel free <laughs> <laughs> go for it <laughs> um but we hope to have uh i mean tutu's still doing his stuff on his own channel and of course he'll be popping in and out of our episodes for the B minus tunes. Yeah, you're not wrong. I'll be there. <laughs> well, I also want to say that I hope everyone voted and that I hope they all voted for Detective Chimp. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was about to <laughs> really hard right there. No, no, no. It's, it's all about Detective Chimp. Okay, fair enough. Did you like the... Uh, I didn't have a chance to talk to you about it, but Zaro, did you like the anniversary event? What was your thoughts on it? Yeah, I I thought that was a, a home run. It was really nice to see that. The one thing I suggested in the thread that was put out there asking for suggestions is to even it out so that lower level players could be more engaged with that, is they should have allowed a multiplier at a higher energy cost. So if I'm a lower level player, it sort of be sort of like raids where I could pay for times three or times five for my tunes, but it just costs me more blue energy. And so that way, those who have higher level rosters are rewarded for having that by not having to pay as much for the energy. But lower level players could still participate because they have access to that multiplier. Yeah, it's not, not bad sure. I'm not. I'm not sure I necessarily like that personally, but because <laughs> yeah. it, it it kind of makes an easy button for veterans at the same time. And I know that we don't have to do it, but because it's there. It, makes it tempting um 
So I, I like the guaranteed hardness, but they should have advertised it probably a bit better. Um, like, hey, this is for endgame people. Anyone new? Or maybe they just had like a second type that was very, very easy and I, less rewards. I just want to see the events that they have now. They have normal legendary, and they need to do heroic. Yeah. Agree. Tune it to that or harder. Well, that's what we've been asking for for so long is something to challenge our rosters. You know, I ended up using Lex, Wonder Girl, Hippolyta, and Donna Troy, and you know, I could just keep my team going and going and healing and healing. It took a while, but it was fun to go through the different nodes and, and actually have to think about who I use. Whereas you know, normally I can just, all right, I'll just, well, Black Adam's available. We'll just put him in by himself and roast everybody. So it was really nice to have an event where I was back to strategizing against the computer because that's been limited to PvP. And so I really appreciated that. And I appreciated the rewards, too. I mean, that is really some nice rewards for, uh, what was it, a three-day event? Yeah, I was, I was, I loved it. So I, I hope we see some variation of that in the future. Which well, I Reeves did say that we're not getting raids in December, so I'm praying that they do this again or something similar in December instead so that we can still get our Rebirth Crystals. And the other thing I've been begging for is holiday skins. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yes. Give me, like, a sexy Santa Talia. Oh, that's I, it's so funny because I actually said... Um, I said to Reeves, I was like, I said, Mrs. Talia Claus, name <laughs> your price. <laughs> they could put that thing up for $199 and I would buy it. I want an Arcus Chumic Hanukkah Harry. <laughs> there's, there's just so many things you could do with holiday themed skins. I mean, you think about it, like every other game does different holiday skins so and they've done i mean they've really improved with the skins like massively like when they first came out they were just retoned over skins and then the last several months they've been better and better and better even the black lantern marching manhunter was actually different enough that it wasn't just a reskin it looked good like i actually really surprised when i first heard what it was without seeing it I was like, ah, oh, great. Black Lantern, Martian Manhunter, he's going to be lame. But he actually looks cool. The only skin that wasn't a Black Lantern one that I didn't like very much is the Harley Quinn one because she looks almost exactly like the other Harley Quinn, the Quite Vexing, and it throws me off. Every time I see it in, like, I agree. or PvP, I'm like, oh, it's just the other Harley Quinn. We're good. There's no Tantra here. And then I get in the fight, and I'm screwed because I didn't account for the evasions. I do like the skin, however, I have accidentally picked the wrong MJ, wrong Harley, on numerous occasions. When I've been raids a couple times, I meant to grab Harley Quinn quite waxing, and I grabbed the other one a couple times. So yeah, that is a little annoying sometimes, but I like the skin, so I can't really complain too much. And a lot of Marvel fans were happy to get Moon Knight in the game, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, for the dark Azrael? Yes. <laughs> he does look a lot like him. The first yeah. comparison I saw was to Mask of the Phantasm. I didn't think that was quite right, but uh, Moon Knight is pretty close. I think the portrait is pretty cool, and that's the only thing that I like about it, because I'm sad that they give they gave a brand new character a skin so soon, um, but he's going to be a cash cow for uh, 
with WB for quite a while, probably. Oh, I'm sure that month they made more money than they've ever made. Oh, I don't doubt Ma- that. Well, Artemis and Cersei month, I think, was a pretty uh, big month. Both of those characters are yeah, phenomenal. The both of them. I'm not ones. seeing a lot of Artemis hype though anymore. She's probably. I would say she's in my like top three favorite characters. I mean, I use her more than I. I think I do use her more than any other character. I saw a lot of folks using her in the uh, anniversary event. I, I think did. you're one of the few then, because anytime I'm in PvP, I see Azrael ten times more than I see Artemis. Yeah, I agree. I don't see Artemis. I don't oh, yeah, face her PvP, that much. Yeah. But for at RB five, she she can murder all reds and blues. So I just I need to buff. I need one turn to buff, and then I can. AOE everybody. <laughs> Sounds challenging. She's one of those characters that is well worth RB five. Like the difference between like Azriel, I don't think you see as big of a difference on Rebirth just because he gets so many strength ups and it doesn't matter. But with Artemis, I mean even Greens, if they're at half life, they're dead. And mm-hmm. I like that there's no there's heal immune, so you know, I use her for Grundy and all those annoying characters that want to revive. I'm just waiting for a Stargirl rework where she is anti-strength up and anti-intelligence up and will just be perfect counter to Asriel and potentially other Lex. Lex would be great. A Lex counter would be great. I want to see a real Lex counter one day. One day. Agreed. I'm still waiting on my Wonder Girl counter. <laughs> yeah, I thought Asriel was going to be her counter, but he really isn't. He's an enabler still. Until there's something to fight a passive, it just won't it won't do it. They're just countering her with power creep at this point. Yeah, I mean she's not I don't she doesn't scare me like she used to. But she's still annoying at times. But I um, yeah. <clears throat> she kinda ruins your buff heavy teams that you want to play with. But I'm more interested in seeing like I wanna see like World's Credit Detective block passives or something. Like, mm, it just feels no, like a Batman it's... move. Just change silence. It's fine. It's, <laughs> it's my niche debuff anyway. So let's go with that. I think it's. I think it. It would be too prevalent because I mean, so many characters are like dependent on their passives. I think that would be like a Wonder Girl. It would end up being oppressive again. Well, I think the way it should be is a compromise where it only uh, it only protects against passive damage moves. So it wouldn't protect against all passives, but only ones that cause damage. Well, that's Brainiac. Yeah, sorta. Because if, if just, like, let's say a Wonder Girl has silence on her, it just means she can't use her whip passively. Or if uh, <clears throat> Steppenwolf has silence on him, he can't retaliate for one of his teammates missing. Something to that, you know, like that. I would love to see it, but it'd probably be incredibly hard to code. Um, but I guess that's a little off topic too. Yeah, I mean, I've been using Brainiac a lot more because of Azrael, and he does pretty good. He's good against Arcus, he's good against Wonder Girl, but he can't stop him from buffing like a madman, and then once he gets his turn, he'll still... I mean, I've had him one-shot my RB5 Hawk Girl on more than one occasion. <laughs> so I'm just like, That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I, uh, I gotta get going, guys, so I gotta wrap this up, but I appreciate you both coming on. Thanks for having me. The same. Alright, guys. Have a good one. Take Thank you for listening to this episode of WROL Broadcast. Please help us out by becoming a Patreon and getting access to special Patreon-only shows. Just go to patreon.com 
forward slash WROL broadcast. We also now have DC face masks at our store. Be sure to check it out. Dang, this episode crit harder than Josh, you roars. <laughs> <laughs>